Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you're there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. We're going to take a little bit of a journey real quick, but I want you to turn with me to Psalm 46. And we're going to read the whole chapter, it's just 11 verses. But it says this, God is our refuge and strength. Can anybody testify to this, that he's a very present help? Tell somebody he's a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. God, I can stop and preach right there because he's present. I will not fear. Though the earth be removed. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling thereof, Selah. Oh, God, I love how the Bible reads. He said, no, no matter all this calamity going on in my life, look at verse 4. Here's, here's, here, here is the antidote for it. There is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of our God. The holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. You know what? In the midst of that city, the word of God said, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. See, though the earth may be moved, those are in the city of God. His safety. They shall not be moved. Tell somebody, I shall not be moved. See, when, when, see God, when God is saying her right here, he's talking about the church. God shall help her. See, y'all can't read the word. You got to read the word. God shall help her. And that right early. Tell somebody, God's going to help me. The heathen rage... And the kingdoms of this earth were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts. Tell somebody he's with us. Oh. God, y'all got to start reading the word. You can't just glance over stuff. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Oh, God, don't it read good when you read it right? And as a result of that, come, behold the works of the Lord. I'll tell you now, can I tell you, God is about to put some things on display. He's going to create moments where people can sit around and behold the works of the Lord. he have made in the earth. Any 
Anybody got hell going on in your life right now? Listen to this. He maketh wars to cease until the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear asunder. What does that mean? The enemies, that the, the weapons that the enemies are using, God said, I'm going to break them in two. says this, the Lord of hosts, whenever God says something twice, you need to pay attention. The Lord of hosts, tell somebody and tell them he's with us. The God of Jacob, he is our refuge. You know, I always thought it was his name to Israel but he whenever they refer to Jacob they always refer to the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob they could have said the God of Israel is his refuge but he used his old identity, the old trickster the old one that tricked his daddy to get the blessing. The old one that would, that wrapped up 
in animal skin along with his mama's hair and rub some outdoor scent on him to trick his daddy who was going blind. I'm talking about that Jacob, that Jacob, the trickster, the one that would deceive you. He's the God of refuge of a flawed man. Not, not, not the new and improved man, not Israel. Israel is the glorified version. How many know we got a glorified version of us? The one we put on Facebook? The one where we take about 10 selfies to get the right one to put up there? Tell somebody, there's a glorified you. But God said he's the God of the dirty part of, the, of Israel. The one that was inadequate, the one that, that lied, the one that cheated, the one that stole, the one, the one that gave his brother a bowl of soup for his birthright. The one that let the devil use him just a little bit. Now, I'm not saying you can live in any kind of way and God's going to use you, but the fact that you let the devil use you does not disqualify you from God using you. That's the reason he's the God of Jacob. And so I don't care how inadequate you may feel. I don't care how many mistakes that you've made in your past. Tell somebody, God desires to use you. The way he made you is the way he desires to use you. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I can't pray like this, and I can't read the word like this, and I can't this, and I, you know, and, and I, I've got inadequate, and I don't have the education, and I don't have this, and I, the God said, I don't care about any of that. He said, matter of fact, the worse off you are, the greater glory I'm going to get, because I said, you ain't qualified to do this. You, not, you ain't got the degrees for that. You ain't got the education. How are you doing that? You say, you know what? When God see you, when people see you, they're going to glorify God in heaven because you don't look like what you qualify for. Your story don't line up where you are. People from your side of the track shouldn't be doing what you're doing. People with your family history, after what your mama did and what your parents did, Mama died at an early age without a father. You shouldn't be doing what you're about to be doing. But God said, I'm the God of Jacob. Inside of each of us, there's a Jacob in us. And there's an Israel in us. But God said, before everybody sees the glorious Israel, I'm the God of the Jacob in you. I'm the God of you with your crazy ways sometimes. Tell somebody the day that I stopped running. 
This opened up, this opened up, this, this, this opened up my mind to start thinking about Jacob. That out of this long message that the man of God gave to the people of Israel here in, 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 in Psalms, he ended it by saying, and he said it twice, that I am with you. I'm the God of the refuge of Jacob. See, that intrigues me because why would you use somebody flawed? Why would you use somebody who was an upright man who always did everything right? Why would you use Enoch? You know, Enoch, Enoch was caught up with God and was translated. He, he, he walked with God so closely that he was translated and caught up with God. Why, were, why, why didn't they say you were the God? You were the God of a righteous man like Enoch. But the word of God said you, he, he, he's the God of refuge of a man like Jacob. So you got to understand Jacob. Jacob was a twin of his brother Esau. And even in their bellies, the word of God said that they were warring. Even in the belly. Even when Esau was born first, Jacob was holding on to his heel. Good God Almighty. Which means even at birth, Jacob was a driven person. He's a person that was trying to seek a way so I can get ahead. And God said, you know what? That's the reason I can be God of Jacob because I can use those things that the devil has been using. That loud mouth you got that you're willing to go off on somebody at a moment's notice. God said, that's the mouth I can use like I used Peter on the day of Pentecost. That these men are not drunk as he supposed. But this is what was prophesied by the prophet Joel. God said, God can, tell somebody, God can use your big mouth. He can use your boldness. See? God, see, God put those things in you, but the devil wants to pervert everything that God puts in you. See, that's what the devil does. He's a perverter. He's a perverter. He perverts things like the beauty of, a, of sex between a husband and a wife and perverts it and turns it into all these other things. A natural, a natural uh, plant like the coca leaf, and he, he, he put in somebody's mind that you can, you can now turn it into cocaine. He's a perverter. But God desires to use the Jacob of you. And we're going to talk about it for a little bit. Jacob and Esau, they were brothers. And Jacob took advantage first of his brother by taking his birthright. His brother was hungry one day, y'all. He came in from hunting. He, was, he said, oh, I'm so hungry. I'm so, he said, oh, you hungry, huh? He said, well, how much would you give? He said, oh, I give anything. He said, how about your birthright? Because the firstborn has the rights and privileges to all the property back in the Bible. And so he tricked. He was opportunistic. Somebody say opportunistic. That is nothing wrong, but when the devil perverts it, he, the devil will use it. See, so we have to be opportunistic for the kingdom of God. And then after that, then he, did, then he said this, y'all. And then not only Jacob tricked along with his mother, he tricked Isaac and told him to go off somewhere while he was still out hunting for food. And then he tricked his daddy, Isaac. See, Isaac's eyes were dim. And so he, then he got what his mama said. If you put on his fur, you're going to feel him because, because uh, Esau was furry. And then here's what happens, y'all. <laughs> Esau then comes to his father Isaac and said, Father, I know you're about to die. Where, where is the blessing? Somebody say the blessing. And see what he did? He tricked his daddy into getting the blessing. You know the blessing, the same blessing that God promised to Abraham? 
He tricked his daddy into getting the blessing. And then what once Abraham, what once, once Esau found out the word of God said he was wrought with anger. And he said, Where is my brother? I want to kill him. And you know what Jacob did? He conveniently got out of town. He started running. And you know what? He was out there with the blessing, but fleeing. He couldn't even be in the safety of his homeland with the blessing. I want that to sink in for a second. Which means, how many know that we are new, we are now partakers of the blessing? The word of God said that if we are of faith, we are blessed with what? Faithful Abraham, meaning we are now partakers of the blessing. When we accept Jesus, Jesus came not only to, to give us to give us a pardon from sin, but he gave us, he died so we can have access to the blessing. Somebody say the blessing. We'll teach on that on a whole nother time, but I just want you to just follow me. The blessing, he is literally, Jacob is the holder of the blessing, y'all, but he cannot arrest because he's fleeing with the blessing. Which means this. You can have all the houses. You can have all the cars. Your body can be in good health. You can look like a poster card family. Making the six figures. Driving a German car. Doing all that stuff. And you can look blessed. But you can still be running. See. All the time people will think, well, if you if you run it, that mean that mean that God is not with you. This is proof that you can be walking under the shadow of the blessing. And see, here's the thing. Isaac understood that when he bestowed the blessing on, on the Jacob, and he said, he said, look, there's nothing I can do about it now. Because the decree has gone out of my mouth, which 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 ought to tell us one thing. You gotta be careful what you let come out of your mouth and what you put your hands to. That's why we got to be quick to hear and we got to be slow to speak. See, Isaac spoke too quickly without fully, without fully sizing up what was going on and it was too late. He couldn't take back what it came out of his mouth. He said, Jacob, I'm sorry, son. You are entitled to it, but what's done is done. What's done is done. And so here is Jacob, the trickster. The liar, the deceiver, he's walking around and guess what, y'all? Then he ran into his Laban, which was a relative of his, and he ended up, he ended up uh, uh, seeing his daughter, uh, Rachel, and Leah. And he wanted Rachel, he said, man, that girl is bad. He said, what? He said, what? what can I do to marry her? He said, what you need to do, you need to work seven years for me. He said, man, man, that ain't nothing. That's light work. This girl, she must have been some kind of fine. At the end of seven years, y'all, he said, look, okay, you good. What Laban did, see, here's the thing. Whatever you deal out, it's going to come back to you. The trickster ran into another trickster. The trickster ran into another rich shit because you know what he did? He said, okay, seven years, you complete it. Go, go, go in there and uh, go in there and, you know, consummate the marriage with, with my daughter. 
Lights conveniently off. Lights conveniently Look, y'all, it, this is Genesis chapter 32, 31, 32, 33. It's good, y'all. Y'all think, y'all think scandal and all that stuff good? Ain't nothing but in the Bible, man. It's all kind of trauma. Girl, put your hand. Ain't the Bible good? And I, I, I'm just telling a story for you. The lights were conveniently off. He went in there and did what you do on your honeymoon night. Consummated in marriage. He woke up in the morning and said, who, who, who are you? And it was Leah, the one that was tender-eyed. You know the other sister? <laughs> you know, you know. there's always an other sister or other brother. If you don't know it, you might be the other one. <laughs> but that's the way it's all right. She was blessed, too. Because see, God, she was the one that got to open up her womb. And the line of Jesus came through. So that's a whole nother message right there. But he said, wait a minute, man. He said, look. He, look. He said, look. It, look, the same way that he tricked his daddy and once the deal was done, it was done. Isaac couldn't undo giving the blessing. And he couldn't undo his marriage to his wife. That's why you can't go sleeping around because you are married. See, Laban said, I'm sorry, man. This your wife? He said, but if you really want Rachel, you got to serve another seven years. He said, cool. I, stand. I want her so bad. Sign me up. He realistic for another seven years. And during that time, y'all, even though he got tricked, guess what, y'all? When the end of the seven years came, Laban did not want to let him go. Because Laban's house and his stock and everything that he had, it, it got blessed. He said, I don't want you to leave because the blessing that's on you is blessing my house. Can I tell you something? There are people that are coattailing on you because of the blessing that's on your life. And they would say, look, even though I treat you and you fulfilled everything you said you're going to do, you were determined to do it. I don't want to let you go. But you know what Jacob did one day? He waited until Laban was out in the field. And he got both his wives, all his servants, and all his cattle. And he ran away. There he is again with the blessing. And he's still running. And so I want, I don't want to belabor the point, but I want you to know, don't think just because you've got good things going on in your life and your career is going up and all these things are happening. See, I know people that are ultra driven to be successful all because they're running. I know people who wear the finest clothes money can buy. But on the inside, they're running. Tell somebody they're running. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Whatever that is, somebody cut it off. I hear somebody talking. While he was running. Yeah. That's what we want to do. I want you to write this down. The presence of blessings, 
does not make up for the absence of peace. So I want you to know that just because the bills are paid, just because you got a nice car in the driveway, it's not a replacement for peace. There are billionaires this morning that are tormented about to blow their brains out. Every need is met. And let me tell you this. At this point, Jacob had everything. The blessing was at work. Tell somebody the blessing is at work. The blessing is at work, and he, he has essentially arrived. Everything that he would ever hope for, he's got the cattle, he's got the fine wife, he's got the house, he's got the servants, he's got all that stuff going on, y'all, but he does not have the peace to be able to go home. And y'all know home is where the heart is. Dorothy said it with her ruby slippers. There was no place. Everybody, everybody should always be able to go home. So he was blessed with all these riches. One of the richest men on the earth with all these cattle, with all these houses, with all these servants, with all this stuff. But he could not find a place to plant his family, to put his roots down because he was on the run. Is that your story? That I got everything I need. But I'm running. I'm running. You may not be running from a brother. But you're running from something else. And here's the thing. This proves this for Jacob. That once you get everything you're chasing for. And I think you should have ambition. We just finished doing a series called Drive. I think you should have all the ambition in the world you should. But once you get it, then what? Once you get the five-bedroom house, then what? Once you get the Mercedes that you want, then what? Once you get the corner office and you're making six figures, then what? And Jacob faced this situation. One night, God just, God visited him in a dream. And he told him, out of all I blessed you with, it's time to go home. Meaning this, it's time to stop running and go back to where I called you. And God is saying in this place today, been successful. You've accomplished many things. By all accounts, you are a success. But success is nothing without being able to go home. And the devil has been having us. He has plagued us with things in our life. <laughs> and, and look, look, look. And then here's what happens. He starts on his way home, y'all. And he hears that his brother Esau is on his way towards him. And so we got a collision course that's about to take place. And you remember his last reference of his brother was, I'm going to kill you. His last 
last reference to his brother is, where is Jacob? I'm going to kill him. And so you know what he does? He makes up his mind that, yes, I'm going to return home. I'm going to stop running. But but he, I heard that my brother, so then he devises a plan. He says, hey, here's what I'm going to do. And I'm, I'm fine. It, it said, instead of instead of going instead of going like a man up to my brother, I'm gonna send half of my cattle. I'm gonna send half of my servants. I'm gonna send some gold and I'm gonna send some silver as an opportunity to bribe my brother to let him know I'm sorry. So even though he had the presence of mind that yes, I'm going home, he still reverted back to his old tactics. And God said, you have to abandon your old tools. He said, how you ended up getting the blessing, you're not going to be able to continue in the blessing. See, God, through his mercy, looks over our faults. And he still blesses us anyway. But God said, on your journey back home, on your journey back to the base where I made you, where I created you, where I where I get you back in tune with, with, with when you first fell in love with me. Tell somebody, that's where I want to go. I want to go back to, look, 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 look Andre Carlos, you say, say, take me back, God. Take me back to that place where I first received you. I used to read your word and I wouldn't fall asleep. God said, I'm calling you back home. I'm calling you back to place, but I need you to stop running. And so he, he, he tried to bribe his brother. And so as we are turning back home, I want to warn you against the spirit of avoidance and mistreatment. That we are avoiding the real problem. He thought, he really thought that buying his brother off was going to get him back in good graces. Now, many of us, we may not have the money, but what do we do to try to avoid going straight on? Are we cooking people meals? Are we saying nice things? And God said, no, in order to recapture where I want you to be, you have to hit it head on. God said, stop avoiding. Stop avoiding. You know the place that you may have offended somebody. You know the place where somebody hurt you. And God said, it's like having, having indigestion in your stomach and putting Ben Gay on your knee. treating the symptoms. And so we try to, to mistreat the symptoms by acquiring stuff. We try to mistreat the symptoms by getting new jobs and getting status and putting new clothes and new labels on. But God said, you are avoiding the issue. And God said, you have to be true and you have to be honest with what I called you to do. Genesis 32 says this. When he found out that they tried to give the stuff to his brother and his brother was like, no, I'm good. 
he didn't say, hey, y'all go this way. Y'all go this way. So even if his armies come and kill us, at least half of my tribe is going to survive. And then this is what he does. But he stayed behind, y'all. And he did this. Genesis 32 and 24 says this. And Jacob was left alone. Mm. And there he wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Oh. See, as crazy as Jacob was, he was a man that was determined. And here's the thing, y'all. He asked him, what is your name? What is your name? And we're going to get to what is your name. But these are the things here. When we don't deal with the things that we're running from, what we do is we carry it into a marriage. And so, being a bride that we don't know how to be a wife. We're so into trying to make sure we got the perfect picture and all the bridesmaids got all the, all the, all the right color fuchsia on. You know how they pick some ugly colors for bridesmaids dressing. Y'all can lay out this one. And we so make sure that the day is perfect that we don't prepare for the lifetime. And could it be that the reason that the marriage is not working out is that we're running from the fact that daddy left when I was young. And I don't know how to treat a man because I never saw a man. And the only man, I don't know how to respect my, my, my husband as a man and I don't know how to treat him right is because the only, the only example of a man, of a man And so we get into a marriage and we're running. Oh man, I ain't gonna get on just the women uh, that we're that we a husband and we never seen a man treat his woman tender and all we saw is a woman scrap and all we saw is a woman and all we saw is a, uh, or maybe our mama was sorry or maybe our mama was strung out on crack and so we don't have no true respect for, for a woman or our daddy was on so we don't know. We saw daddy run so anytime the pressure gets on us as a man, our first inclination is to run. And we're in a marriage. And the two are supposed to become one. But we're like we're in a three-legged race. And we can't get it together. Because both people are running in a different direction. Or maybe it's this, y'all. Or maybe it's this. Maybe it's, it's your childhood. And you're the black sheep of your family. And you never, everybody else on the daddy-daughter dates, 
at school, you didn't, you didn't come with nobody. Or maybe you played baseball and you looked at the stands and daddy was never there. Or mama never provided for you. Or maybe, or maybe, or maybe you were, you were always the last one to get picked. You were the strange one in your family. And so as a result, you wake up and say, you know what? When I'm able to get out this house, I'm going to achieve. I'm going to get the most degrees I can get. I'm going to get the biggest car I can get. I can get the biggest house because I'm going to show them. That although you treated me wrong, look at me now. Look at me now. But you are running and you don't have peace. Because the devil is always going to be, he's always going to be moving the goalposts. Whenever you reach this level, he's going to raise it up this level. And it's things that are plaguing you in your childhood. It's things like this. It's things like this. That you were never treated like the princess. You were never treated like the princess. You were never treated like the princess. And so when you get married, you're making all these demands on your husband. And you're making him work two and three jobs because you're going to treat me good. And I want this and I want that. And you are, you are driving a wedge and you are doing the devil's job before him. All because daddy didn't treat you like a little princess. God said, you're running. You're running. You got everything at your disposal. But you can't come home because you don't have peace. Or maybe you're just like this person right here. And you're saying, you know what? This is how I deal with people. I'm just going to sit in my book. I'm going to come in the house of God and I'm going to get a good word. But I'm not going to fellowship with people because the last time I trusted somebody in church, I got church hurt. And I don't know whatever that means. I don't, know, I don't know what that means, but we use that as a, as, a, as, as an excuse that, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be to myself and I'm not going to fellowship with nobody. When the word of God says, when the word of God says that a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. And so forsake not the self, the assembly of, uh, for sake, not the assembly of yourselves together. And they overcame by the word of the testimony and the blood of the lamb. And the only way that's going to happen is if you share. And so we, we justify our reason to be in solitude when God said, how can you be a blessing to somebody? How can you learn everything? you're supposed to learn if you're by yourself but you say I'm okay I'm okay and so we got a hermit spirit and we feel like I'm just by myself God I'm just gonna make it to heaven by myself and the devil is tricking you and he's isolating you and he's making you feel like I don't need anybody oh, 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 oh. as long as I got King Jesus I don't need nobody else well even Jesus needs 12 disciples of which one of them was a betrayer he needed Judas to get to the cross you need somebody you're sitting down but you're running. You isolate yourself. You isolate yourself because the last time I opened myself up to somebody, they hurt me. And so, and so rather than saying that was just a bad apple and that was just a bad person, I'm writing off the whole institution of friendship when God said there are some things that I'm going to give to you, but there are some things that I'm going to bless you through the hands and through the hearts of others. But because we got hurt one time, but in the church, we don't want to come to church no morning, but they hurt you on that job on Friday, but you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get out that car and you're going to walk your hips on that job tomorrow morning. But all of a sudden, we don't want to be around the saints no more because we got hurt one time. And the word of, when the word of God said that offenses will come. Sitting down. But you're running. And so Jacob is alone. Just like that chair. He wrestles with that angel, y'all. 
He's wrestling with that angel, that determination. I don't even know. He said, once he perceived it, he said, no, I got to go because sunlight is gone. He said, I'm not going to let you go. I might be wrong. It's two left shoes. I might be, I still might got a little trickster in me, but I'm perceiving in my heart that my destiny is tied to you. And so I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. And you know what he does? The angel touches his help. How <laughs> I many you know when your hip is out of socket, you can no longer run. You can no longer run. And then the last thing he asked him is Jacob. Who are you? Who are you, Jacob? I believe that God in the form of a man he didn't ask him because he didn't want to know didn't know what his name was he asked him because he wanted him to take a look at himself look at you look at what you've become out of all you've done out of all you've accomplished out of all the blessing that is still on your life that I cannot revoke it's on you but look how you're short circuiting yourself look how you're living beneath your your privilege. You are blessed beyond all measure, but you can't even go home in peace because you won't face who you are. And so, out of all the relationships, and it don't have to be just marriage, it's every relationship, that you thought you'd find refuge. Yes, God, I thank you. We thought we'd find refuge in a marriage. But the marriage was meant to glorify God, not to be a hiding place for you. Some of us are grown and still playing little boys and little girls' games as a place of refuge. We don't want to grow up. And some of us are saying, you know what? Forget about it. I'm just going to stay where I'm at. As a place of refuge. But the word of God said in Psalm 46, that God is with us. And he was the refuge of Jacob. But God said, I want to be your refuge. I want to be your safe place. But you got to answer the question that Jacob answered. Who are you? Not who you were. Because a lot of us like to live off our glory days. A lot of us like to live off when we were in our prime. When we had all our hair. When we was wrinkle free. When we were at our prime, boy, them show was was the good days. No, when you because you're alive now, this is your good day. Your latter shall be greater than your former. But God is saying that you gotta come to me in a mode of honesty and be and be honest and declare who you are, not who you were. 
not who you used to be, not who you want to be. God said, don't, no, look, don't, 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 don't even go down into the future. God, you're making me into this. No, I can only start from who and where you are. I tell people this is this example all the time. GPS is wonderful. I use it all the time. But GPS is no good if I put a destination and if I don't first tell the GPS device where I am. It gives me directions based on where I am in relation to where I'm going. And God needs you to be honest, to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I mess some things up. I, I, I haven't been the best father, and my children may be grown, and they, and, they, and they may resent me for some of the things I did or did not do. But today, I'm going to go back home. I'm not going to try to buy them off. I'm not going to buy them presents. I'm going to pick up the phone and say, you know what? Daddy wasn't the best daddy. Mama wasn't the best dad.
it's time, lie to me, but don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself, to thine own self, Shakespeare said. Be true. Be true to yourself. And it doesn't matter whether people know it. See, everybody looked at Jacob and said, man, you are great. You are blessed beyond measure. But within himself, he knew that I'm a liar. I'm a cheater. And I stole this from my brother. So it doesn't matter what people know. It's what you know inside yourself. And so today, I want us to pray as we join hands. the 
are trying to find it at the end of that, at the bottom of that bottle. They're running, they're running, they're running. Some people are always a class clown, got to make people laugh. God said, you're running, you're running, you're running, you're running. God said, it's time to stop running, y'all. It's time to stop running, people of God. It's time to stop running. 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 The blessing can flow in your life if you stop running. Some of you are smoking weed every day because you're trying to numb yourself to the reality that you face. But every time you come down from that high, 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 that reality is meeting you. Every time that boss comes off that liquor, you're met with, the, with that reality. And God said, today is the day that you stop running. Today is the day that you face who you are and who I made you. And you face your past. And you face the divorce. And you face the rape. And you face the molestation. And you face the abandonment. And God said, I can, I can fix anything you're willing to acknowledge. willing to confront but what you don't confront God said I cannot fix I cannot fix what you're not willing to confront hallelujah 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 there are burdens being lifted over this room right now there are burdens being lifted right now. As you give it up, God said, I'm not going to take it from you. I'm not going to take it from you. God said, I'll take it and then you give me. But I'm not going to reach in your life and take out what you can give up. God said, you got to give it up. Got to give it up. Yeah, they did you wrong, but you got to let them go. Yeah, they did you wrong, but you got to let them go. Yeah, daddy left you. He promised he'd be there and he wasn't there, but you got to let them go, y'all. You got to let them go. You got to let them go. You got to let them go. And I know we run along on service today, but this is your future we're talking about. This is your future. God said, it's time to stop running. It's time to stop running. It is time to stop the running. It's time to face. It's time to face. It's time to face it, y'all. It's time to face who God made you. It's time to be honest. Say, yeah, it hurt me. That's part of my past. I got the wall. I got the scars to prove it. But today, I am no longer letting my past control me. It's part of my testimony that I overcame this. Everybody repeat after me. Say, God, I come to you. I've been running from the hurtful thing in my, things in my past. So I've been running from the abandonment. So I've been running from things that have that have plagued me all my life. Say, but today I look in the mirror and I face who I am and I face who you made me. And I give all that I am. I give all my hurts. I give all my issues. I give all my disappointments. And I lay them at your feet. 
ask you right now to heal me from the thing that hurts me. Say, God, I ask you to heal me from the wounds of people that hurt me. Come on, God is healing right now. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 1030 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.